What's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Fire Talk here with the It's Lit Reviews team. I am Jake, joined by Matt, Adam, and Ron. And we are here with a kind of a, a special edition episode in the worst way I think I could mention special, I guess, uh, when you're discussing the passing of an actor and something, somebody that had a huge impact on the world of film while he was in it for a short time uh clearly we're talking about chad Mc, chadwick boseman today um a very sudden tragic uh, unexpected loss that kind of rocked hollywood here this past week um really interested to get the guys takeaways and thoughts here uh want to take a moment of silence here as we kick off the podcast just in remembrance of the actor himself and for wakanda of course wakanda forever so Awesome. So I wanted to kick things off by just getting you guys' initial reactions to his passing. I mean, mine was shock, to be honest. I mean, there was no even like rumors. There was no thoughts. Like nobody had any inclination this was going on at all behind the scenes. Um, so I think that was just surprised more than anything. I thought I was thought it was a joke that people were posting, like a really bad joke. People do it all the time, though, fake these hoax deaths on Facebook and things like that. Oh, yeah. 100%. Um, I thought... Uh, it was uh, Olivia, our sister-in-law, who was like, holy crap, Chadwick Boseman died. And I was like, that can't be real. Exactly my reaction. Like I had, I went and looked for like three different sources to just yeah, exactly. verify that I, wasn't. I immediately like Googled and had to confirm via like multiple websites. I thought it was uh, clickbait, you know, mm -hmm. you know, some, some other uh, companies, they'll do clickbaity articles where it's like, this actor passed away from Black Panther and you click on it and it's someone as an extra, you know, no offense to, you know, people that passed away in general, but like, it's not a well-known person. Yeah. And then when I, I clicked on it and I was like, oh shit, what? I didn't believe it at all. Like, not at all. Not even a little bit. I was so shocked. I think uh, it, I mean, just to, go ahead, go ahead. I was going to say, I think it's really a testament to, to those that were closest to him because in this, in this day and age of social media, it's so easy to slip up and mention something, post a picture that you didn't mean to post, like leaving chemo or hanging out with him when he's hooked up to an IV. There's so many things that could have happened with a, a circle of friends and family like that, that nothing did. Uh, well, I think that's what really is like the most surprising part about it to be honest it really really seems like the only people who really knew what was going on were his like immediate family and i assume yeah. some like high level producers at marvel had to know that he was going through this like they're not going to give mm -hmm. you that type of contract without some idea of what's going on in your life right yeah well rumor has it he was doing those movies like endgame and stuff in between surgeries and therapies oh i mean that he absolutely blows, was blows my mind yeah <laughs> Yeah, that's he would so have had crazy. To have been. And like to look as healthy as he did, which I mean, I'm sure CGI helps with some of that, like as they can touch up like coloring, maybe he looked a little paler than normal some days and stuff like that. Well, I mean, as, to, as long as they weren't f trying to film like in the middle of chemo or something, I don't yeah. think it would be that big of yeah. an issue. Um, but I mean, that's just appearances. Like he, he had to be just the suffering he was going terrible. through. Yeah. Like, yeah. I can't imagine. Um, I, I think that's a testament to like the the kind of legacy he was leaving behind and how much he felt and I mean this is obviously speaking out of someone who's never talked to the guy in my life um, but you have to think he ha he felt like some sort of almost responsibility or legacy to his community to to continue to be this 
idol that they could have or this this uh, hero that they could have to continue to want to do that rather than spend all of his time going through this treatment and spending it with just family. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I think uh, I think it's really clear through all of this how much the role of T'Challa and Black Panther meant for him, meant to him, mm-hmm. um, and how much he was aware of how much it meant to a lot of people. Mm-hmm. Uh, the fact that he, like, even off screen, like, needed to uphold this image for people uh, who, because I mean, honestly, Black Panther it was such a moment for so many people. Yeah. Uh, and I, I think that legacy really meant a lot to him. Yeah. Name, name me another movie that has an African superhero in it. Like, yeah, for yeah. real. It has such, it had such a huge cultural impact and it was so well received by both critics and audiences alike. Like there was very little to dislike about the film. And then you were trying to nitpick it if you were disliking pieces of it. Like it was just another gem for Marvel, but it meant so much more to, to the African-American community. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, we, we as a bunch of white dudes, I don't think can really speak to, to this level of, of what he meant no. to people. <laughs> like, like I loved Black Panther. I thought it was amazing. I thought he was fantastic, but but it's never going to be that that touchstone to me that it is to so many people. Yeah, 100%. I, I can agree with that. What gives us a good jumping off point too, though, to talk about the rest of his filmography, because looking back, uh, honestly, I don't even think T'Challa was my favorite role for Chadwick Boseman. It was actually Jackie Robinson in 42. Like that's my favorite movie that he did. I'm a huge baseball nerd though, as it is. Like I just, I love it. Uh, the Tigers suck this year, and I, I still bought this MLB year. TV to I, – I mean, we don't need to go back into the past and talk about the last few years. Uh, this, isn't a sport, this isn't a sports podcast. Don't get me started. <laughs> uh, but I even bought it this year just because they called up some of their, their big prospects, and I wanted to make sure I could watch some of the games there because, like I said, just a fan. And how he portrayed that role, how he did the, the movie, how well that turned out, especially for – sports biopics can get a little boring and dry they did a great job of not only capturing the athleticism the drama the the resolve everything that he meant to the game of baseball for a lot of other people too i mean he's for whatever reason he's been drawn to these culturally impactful roles and that was my favorite of all of them that i saw uh so i don't want to turn this into a discussion of another person but for me this is very reminiscent of when heath ledger died uh, in that I think this is a, an incredibly talented actor who had like just begun to show what he had to offer. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it just feels like he was taken Suddenly. from us before we really, really got to see him. Suddenly, uh, out of nowhere. Like he, he's just been phenomenal in everything he's done. Uh, and he's done such a wide range of stuff. Uh, mm-hmm. In yeah, a short just, time. Like his real... Feels like there was so much that we are not going to get to see now, and it's just—it's so sad. Yeah, we—he—he he just broke the forty-two was actually the second movie he was able to do. Prior to that, you had all these like small bit pieces on some television shows. Like he, had, to your point, Matt, he had really kind of just kind of gotten his break uh, only seven years ago. And to think of all the great pieces he's been in since then, uh, with with uh, Gods of Egypt also tossed in there too, but. 
the other stuff was all really good. <laughs> and uh, yeah, it is kind of a shame. Like he's, he never nominated for an Oscar and stuff like that either, which kind of is a unfair or an overlook now in hindsight, but you, you kind of anticipate. And I think the Academy anticipates you see somebody this talented that you're like, Oh, they're going to be around for a long time. Like we'll have plenty of time to recognize them for awards and stuff like that. And yeah. now, now you're out of time. Like, you, yeah, man. they're assuming, they're assuming they're going to watch him grow as his career just continues. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And this, this isn't the case right now. Yes. Yeah. I don't know if you guys saw gods of Egypt. It's a very standard action film. Uh, no, I haven't seen it. Not worth it for the storyline, but it was, it was, I mean, it's good action wise. Like it, it's, it's got Gerard Butler in it too. Like, I mean, there was, there was a lot of problems with the movie, but it was, it was fun. Um, I think the, the other one that comes to mind too recently was the 20, 27 bridges, 21 bridges, something like that. 21 bridges. Yeah. 21 yeah. bridges. That was an intense movie too. I forgot yeah, he was, was in super that too. Intense. Yeah. That is a, that is a balls to the wall drama. And how could you forget he was in it? He was the lead character. I only saw I only saw it one time when it came out. I forgot it. I that forgot was, it was in. That movie really threw me off when it came out because I was so used to his accent in the Marvel <laughs> movies that like hearing him speak not in that African Wakanda accent is was just like so jarring. <laughs> <laughs> well, because it came out like right in between uh, like Black Panther or Infinity War and Endgame, didn't it? Like, didn't it? Uh, yeah. it was, no, it came out it was, after Endgame. Yeah, just after Endgame. Yeah, so you have just three movies in a row now of him doing that Wakandan accent that you or four if you count Civil War that you had him doing this Wakandan accent in, and then all of a sudden you're like, oh, that's right, you're not. Uh, it's kind of like hearing uh, Benedict Cumberbatch just talk normal when he has his huge British <laughs> accent. Like it's just like, whoa, where it where did this come from? Like you're not you're not ready for it. <laughs> no, see, but Benedict Cumberbatch is always British in my brain. <laughs> <laughs> What that's that really does, though, is that shows the talent of the actor, though, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So Tom Holland pulls that off pretty well, also. Oh, yeah. Which, so. it's a little sidebar in this one. Nothing throws me off more than when I hear people singing. Because whenever people sing, for whatever reason, accents really don't come through unless you're, like, trying to make it come through. I was going to say, there's some notable exceptions. Like, I think Adele's yes. accent still comes through when yeah, she sings. Yeah, Adele's but... pretty heavily, I think. But, but yeah, you're part, right. Like, and then you have somebody talk and you're like, whoa, you don't sing the way you sound like right now. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Uh, so on the, on the last topic there, we were talking about his, his Wakandan accent. Uh, Want to take the last bit of our podcast here to talk through what do we think is going to happen to the Black Panther franchise now? Because clearly Marvel has no plans of, of cutting it now, uh, but they have to figure out something because their lead actor is, is not able to continue. I mean, we have a we have a couple options here. I mean, we have the time stone. We have the multiverse to play with. We could have this. We could have a universe where Killmonger actually wins and becomes the the Wakandan king. And then we have this option where, correct me if I'm wrong. I know that you guys. Well, I know Jake's into comics more than most of us. But isn't there a comic storyline where his sister takes the throne, and you could have Shuri in the lead? Yeah, that'd be I mean, a good I, op- opportunity. Also, I think that's the option that makes the most sense. Yeah. Uh, it doesn't have the, I feel like recasting the role at this point would just be disrespectful. No, uh, I don't think they'll do that. Yeah, I don't no. think so. That, that would probably be the worst decision. Same, same with bringing in just a new character or whatever. And I, I think uh, moving his sister into the role uh, 
I think that has the most potential to open a lot of doors for Marvel and uh, gives them the chance to make it as respectful a transition as they can. Because uh, I mean, it would be it would be silly to just throw away this franchise. And I mean, I mean, I'm sure, like I said before, I think they had to have known that something was going on health wise with them. Like, that's not a secret that Marvel is going to let someone keep from them, right? I thought I, I, thought I read somewhere <laughs> that they they worked his shooting schedule around his chemo. I thought I well, read exactly, that, but I might be wrong. Yeah, they were. And I, th- I think part of that though comes. They had to. Oops, sorry, Matt. Go ahead. Uh, I was just saying that they would have had to have worked around his chemo schedule. Because, I mean, you can't shoot an action movie while someone is actively getting chemotherapy. Like they yeah. just, They're not going to have the, the energy to do that. Well, I think part of that, though, goes back to it being, I mean, he took on the role, Civil War was, what, four years ago now at this point? Um, yeah. So was he even diagnosed at that point? Like, um, uh, I know he was diagnosed around then. Um, yeah, he was fighting for four years from what I've read. Yeah, I knew I, so could, I, I couldn't pin down, and so my guess is that he was diagnosed after he had gotten the role, uh, but I mean I don't know. Yeah, um, could this be why they've held off on a Black Panther two announcement? That's a good question. It's entirely possible because I feel like that would be an immediate announcement after the wild success that it had, but it never came to really. So. Well, I thought they announced that they were going to have one. They just never set a firm date on it is what they... Yeah, that's I what I thought, thought too. When they announced all those Disney Plus shows, I thought they announced one, but I just, I don't remember off the top of my head and it's not on the timeline, but, you know. I'm pretty sure they had announced that it was happening and just hadn't placed it in the timeline. Yeah. Uh, Which is probably but, to your point for this reason. Like they weren't sure how yeah. much time they were going to have or what was going to happen with his health. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, they had to, I'm sure... Marvel being Marvel and the system and the machine that they've developed at this point, they have to have contingency upon contingency. Uh, oh, yeah. I mean, not just for Chadwick Boseman, but for every actor involved, because yeah. um, anything can happen at any point, right? Yep. Yeah, they learn from the Star Wars. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, I, as, as long as it's not DC, I, I trust them. <laughs> <laughs> I think Marvel, Marvel can handle this, but DC, if, if it was DC, it'd be an even more depressing story. <laughs> so I think Marvel can save this though. But I, I I don't think it can be overstated the loss that this is for Oh, oh absolutely. Yeah. For absolutely. the cinema and for the MCU in specific. Like Yeah. So I agree with you guys. I think the they definitely if they try to recast him, it's gonna backfire. Um I think that's a huge there's just, mistake. There's no way to do it well. Like Yeah. Um so my question for you guys is what about if you have because most most of the superheroes have gone through the trilogy right like they've had a three-part series combined with like the team-up movies um and so the question i have is what if they were to do something here in the second one to transition it to siri um have her be black panther for the second one and then introduce either a character or have some some sort of recasting in a third movie after some time has passed there to let the I don't think you'd want that lack of consistency. Yeah. Well, I mean, welcome to comic book world. There's never consistency. <laughs> yeah. But from a, from a movie standpoint, having your movie trilogy have three different stars uh, just doesn't good. make sense. Uh, yeah. 
and it just it feels weird like yeah i i understand what you're saying there uh i mean it kind of goes to the same thing as like captain america multiple people have carried the captain america mantle and held the shield but to that point nobody took it's not like they switched out chris evans as captain america for one of his three movies Um, i mean chris evans was captain america for what eight nine films at this point yeah uh so, yeah, okay, so I, I get what you're I, saying. I don't see them, whatever they decide to do for the sequel, I don't see them changing that anytime soon. Uh, it, it just wouldn't, wouldn't make sense. And, and again, I think it, it, it disrespects the legacy of the character and the legacy of Chadwick Boseman uh, to just start cycling through people. Like, do you think this will be a situation like the Carrie Fisher situation where they have to CGI her or CGI him and his like face body into a scene or two in the beginning of the second movie just to make it a they might clean exit? E- either that or they might I don't okay the thing that's popping up in my head is because Matt talked about Heath Ledger earlier when Heath Ledger passed away he was supposed to be in The Dark Knight Rises Mm-hmm. And they kind of completely written the character out like it never happened, didn't exist. So I feel like if they don't do some kind of a CGI thing, they might go that route. But the only reason why I would go against that is because the MCU is much bigger than two Batman movies. Yeah. So mm-hmm. that might not happen, but no, I, I think, don't. I think I they're going to do something, uh, some sort of moment to pay respect to him and his character before they just move on. I don't think we're going to jump straight into uh, whoever being the Black Panther now and no mention yeah. of T'Challa. Uh, yeah, I don't know. It, just, uh, I mean, it would make sense that somebody as respected as he is in like that superhero community, even inside like the, the, the cinematic universe itself, like if he were to have passed away in that situation, like, I mean, you'd have all these heroes attending attending like a funeral and stuff like that so it might be something that they open up with that type of situation and we get some throwaway explanation as to why it's happening in the movie before they progress with the story but i could see them doing something along those lines i mean the situation that we're faced with is virtually unprecedented uh having a lead character from a franchise uh the actor pass away in the middle of that franchise uh Mm -hmm. I mean, Carrie Fisher passed away in Star Wars, but she wasn't the lead in those movies. Yeah. Uh, Ledger wasn't the lead in the Batman series. Uh, nothing like this has happened before. Uh, yeah, I think this, will, this is going to be as, as impressive as Marvel's entire body of work is up to this point, minus the Incredible Hulk. Um, <laughs> this is going to be probably their biggest test yeah, especially like we've already talked about, given his status in the world right now, like mm-hmm. it, this is not something you can take lightly. <laughs> like, yeah, Kevin Feige's got his work cut out for him to figure out what they're doing <laughs> with his with his character and yeah. this whole part of the story. How do you how do you move on with these movies while respectfully paying homage to him and his mm-hmm. legacy? I wonder if they're going to do something to Wakanda. Something's going to happen to Wakanda as a whole, and they're going to mention Wakanda, and then just a few people are going to make it out of Wakanda, and they're going to say Black Panther didn't make it. That's something. They're, they're going to play with something like that. Something That's on a possible. grand scale is going to happen where it's off screen, and then you're going to see like Siri or someone come around, 
kind of like a Ragnarok situation, but we're not going to watch it. And then they're going to be like, well, who's going to lead now? And she's going to, it's going to be something along those lines. That's my, my guess. And that I'm just going to write it from there. That would be the smartest move, I think. Uh, yeah. Oh my gosh, you're agreeing with him? <laughs> First podcast is back. I don't know why he comes up with a crazy theory. And Matt agrees with that theory. Oh my no, gosh. I, I mean, I think, I think to respect the, the scale <laughs> that Black Panther and Chadwick Boseman have achieved i think it has to be something something big to take like you can't just be like oh he died fighting this dude like that that doesn't feel right like what's the next the next big movie is um immortals no eternals eternals Eternals. i wonder if something happens with with they could write they could write something into that like a post-credit scene or something into that because that's like the next big movie and again, I'm not super into the comics like a lot of people are. So forgive me, listeners out there. But my understanding is that the Eternals are essentially like godlike figures, where anything could happen in that. In this movie. I, I hope they don't rush to do something in the next movie. Well, right, I agree I, with you. I, but I, what I'm thinking of is like, what else? They're not going to do it in Spider-Man Three. They're not going to do it in Blade. They're not going to do it in Black Widow. So like, they're going to have to do something sooner than later to set up a future film. And this would be the only opportunity that I could think of. I think it would be smarter to just take their time and do it with Black Panther too. Yeah. I think it, because to your point, I think some, part of the problem with, with what you're saying around is too, is we don't know where these actually fit in like the chronological timeline right. of That's the Eternals true. and all that. We know Black Widow is in the past clearly, yeah. um, but we have no idea where any of these other ones actually fit in the chronological order. And so if, yeah, if Eternals is present day, then sure they could, in theory, do something. Um, I think, I think how you said it though too, like you could easily have some sort of opening sequence with disaster happening, like all sorts of crazy, all sorts of crazy nonsense, and uh, then explain that as something tragic, massive happening that is an easy way to make that transition of uh, that only a few survivors out of Wakanda type of thing. Yeah, it'll be it'll be interesting to see how they handle it. Uh, and I think, uh, honestly, I don't think it's too much to say that I think a lot of the future of the MCU and how people respond to it is going to ride on how they handle this. Because uh, if they flub this, they're going to lose a lot of people uh, to who Chadwick Boseman meant a lot. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, and which is why I'm- I think... It, which is why I think they need to take their time yeah. and figure out how to do this right versus just rushing into like a post-credit scene or something like that. Yeah. And I don't think a post-credit scene gives him the credit that and the dimension that he deserves. Yeah, it's got to be agree. it's got to be something that starts off uh, a film. And I mean, you also have the advantage too of waiting. If you wait until Black Panther comes out or the second Black Panther comes out, whether it's two or three years from now, too, you're giving people time also to, to kind grieve. of to grieve to to heal a little bit too and you're not yeah. rushing something in there that's going to be like i don't it's going to be you're going to get that knee-jerk reaction of that wasn't good enough uh because it's still fresh in people's minds where if you give it yeah even if it isn't quite good enough you're going to get a less harsh reaction because people have had at least enough time to to overcome some of that but uh 
it'll definitely be interesting to say the least. If uh, anybody listening has some other ideas of what they could do with Black Panther and the uh, the future of Wakanda, we're, we'd love to hear from you. So go ahead, hit us up on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. We'll, we'll answer any DMs that we get. Uh, and it makes us sound really thirsty, but you know, it is the truth. And if you haven't already, make sure you follow us on or yeah, like our page on Facebook, follow us on Instagram and Twitter. And if you like debating movies and things like that now too, we've officially created a fire talk group less for the actual podcast itself, but more so for just people who like to debate and like to have their opinions heard in a different forum. So you can go ahead and join that group as well. Love to get all the different opinions out there. Might just give you a call out on the next podcast, Uh, but appreciate you guys tuning in and until next time, enjoy your streaming.